I want to welcome you to day five, our final day in week three of looking through First and Second Samuel. We are looking these two days at how you and I can turn failure into success. Some great lessons from Samuel as he moves from Saul, the king that failed, to David, the king that God would use to establish an everlasting kingdom. Yesterday, we looked at the first three truths. You confront the failure, you don't compromise with the failure, and you stop allowing grief over the failure to control your life. First three things you have to do to turn failure into success. Now we learn three more things, just very practical, real-life things from Samuel. The fourth truth is you be aware of the tendency to repeat failures. If you're going to turn failure into success in your life, you have to be aware of your tendency to repeat failures. Listen to what happened with Samuel. When they arrived, remember yesterday, God sends Samuel up to Jesse's house to anoint a king, one of his sons. So in chapter 16, verse 6, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and he thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Samuel walks in. He sees Eliab, the oldest, probably the strongest looking of Jesse's sons. And he says, looks like a king to me. And if the decision had been Samuel's, he would have repeated his mistake. Saul, a head taller than anybody in Israel, looks like a king to me. And the people demanded that kind of a king. And here in chapter 16, Samuel once again is looking at appearance, that kind of appearance for the next king. If he'd been left to himself alone, he would have repeated his mistake. And the truth of the matter is, we all have to admit this about ourselves, we do have a tendency to repeat our mistakes. You can stop life from sounding like a broken record by employing one simple habit. Always consider your present decisions in light of your past mistakes. Let me just look back at the past. Before we go ahead here, let me just be honest enough about myself to realize what I've done in the past. Those who refuse to listen to history are doomed to repeat it. That's not only true for nations, that's true for individuals. If I don't listen to the history of my own life, I'm doomed to repeat my same mistakes again and again and again. Now, I've found I can't always listen well enough on my own. I need other people in my life to give me wisdom, give me insight when I understand my tendency to repeat these past mistakes. So just be aware of your tendency. That gives you humility. That lets you get counselors in as you make decisions. There's a fifth thing that we learn from Samuel when it comes to turning failure into success, and that is you look towards God's view of success. This is the key. You look towards God's view of success. Listen to what happened in verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance nor his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This is one of the most famous verses in 1 Samuel. Man looks at the outward appearance. The Lord looks at the heart. Often, we live life in failure, failing again and again and again because we never allow God to impress us with his view of success. There's three very simple truths here in in this simple passage that help us to look to God's view of success. Truth one is have faith that God desires success for you. God sent Samuel to Jesse, to anoint the next king. He desired for success to happen. God doesn't want to ruin your life. He doesn't want to make a mess of your life. He wants to bring success to your life. Now, it's his measure of success. It's his plan for success. It's not yours. But because Samuel knew this, he kept searching. He didn't quit. He he was certain that God had a solution. So he ends up in this moment where he's standing and he's looking for the king. Now, you can have that same kind of faith. 
God desires to make a success of your life. Psalm 1-3 says, in whatever he does, he prospers. God wants to prosper your life. Jeremiah 24-11 says, I know the plans I have for you, a future, a hope for welfare. God doesn't promise to make us all millionaires, but he promises to give us all fulfillment. He promised to make us all people who live abundant lives in him. That's his plan for your life. And that's where you start. That's God's view of success. But the second thing you do is you quit seeking appearances. You quit seeking the appearance of success. We base most of our ideas of success on appearances. Where somebody lives, the kind of car that they drive, the kind of clothes that they wear, up and up a ramp, the kind of boat that they have, the kind of yacht that they have. It's appearances. That's not success at all because it's not going to last. True success is something that lasts. And many people, you know this, many people who appear successful, they got the big house, they got the big car, they got the right clothes, they're living in the reality of despair in their lives. If you seek the appearances, you're going to be disappointed. But you look for the real thing. You look for the inner fulfillment. God says, don't look at the outward appearance. That's not where you're going to find the success in life. Don't get caught up in that. Quit seeking appearances. And the third thing you do is you look at your heart. You look at the heart. Because God looks at the heart. Why? Because out of the heart flows the person. Who you are flows out of your heart. As a man thinks within himself, so is he. Now, God put his spirit into our hearts so that you and I can think and see and live in a different way. The truth is, no matter how many things you surround yourself with, you're never going to feel successful. True success grows out of the heart. And the true success that grows out of the heart is the success of recognizing, I'm living God's plan for my life. I'm right in the middle of what God wants me to do. That's what Samuel learned that day. You quit seeking, you stop seeking the appearance of success. Now, there is a sixth truth that we learn. If you want to turn failure into success, this is the hardest truth of all for many of us. The sixth truth we learn from Samuel is you have to be willing to fail again. If you're going to turn failure into success in your life, you have to be willing to fail again. And he was. In verse 8, Jesse called Abinadab, and he had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass by before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent and he had him brought in. He was ruddy. He had a fine appearance and handsome features. And the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of all his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. And Samuel then went to Ramah. Samuel anoints a second king. That is significant. Instead of saying to God, God, get yourself another boy this time. I messed up once. I didn't do it right. Let's get somebody who can do it right. He says, God, okay. And he goes and he anoints a second king. He takes a risk a second time. In doing that, he was looking towards the possibility of success, but he was also willing to fail again. So the encouragement here is don't let one failure frighten you into a shell of defeat, of lifelong defeat. Quit letting one failure brand you as a failure for life. We all fail. We all go through failures in life. 
Open your eyes to the truth that God is in the business of turning colossal failures into gigantic successes. The Bible is filled with this truth. Abraham was once a worshiper of idols, but he became the father of Israel. Joseph had a prison record, yet he became the prime minister of Egypt. Jephthah was an illegitimate child and a juvenile delinquent. He became a victor for God. Rahab was a harlot in Jericho, yet she's listed among God's greatest examples of faith. Moses was a murderer, and yet he became God's great deliverer. Are you convinced yet? Let's look at the New Testament. John Mark ran away from God's mission, and later he became one of God's most valuable servants. Peter denied and cursed the Lord, yet he became God's spokesman in the early church. Paul persecuted the church. He watched in approval as Stephen was stoned, and he was to become the greatest missionary of all time. So quit telling God you can't because you failed and begin to recognize that he is an expert at building successes out of our failures. Let's pray together. Father, instead of getting caught up and looking at me, looking at my failures, looking at what's gone wrong, I turn my eyes to you. And I recognize that you give second chances. I recognize that you build successes out of failures. I recognize that the story of my life is not over. And I do not want to live the rest of my life caught up in that failure from the past. I want to live the rest of my life caught up in your love and caught up in what you want me to do. That failure, it hurt me. It saddens me even today. But that failure does not have to define me. My relationship with you is what defines me. And so in a fresh new way, I trust you for the future right now. I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, next week, join us. We're going to look at David and Saul together. We see the man after God's own heart serving in the court of the man with a troubled heart. And of course, some sparks are going to fly. We're going to learn some things about giving our heart to God. See you next week. (laughs) 